Jesus moved a lot. He walked miles and miles and miles a day. And he did not have the orthotic <laughs> running shoes that I wear, like or straps and sandals. <laughs> but he was active and he moved. And so, you know, that's the lifestyle that they had back then. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light all around us in all seasons of life. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. And if you like, leave us a rating and a review. It helps us show up for more people in the listings. So we thank you and on with the show. This week, it's all about health, healthy eating and healthy moving. The episodes you'll hear this week were recorded in November or pre-Thanksgiving, but I really thought that the messages and the tips and tricks that you'll hear from our guests will help us as we are moving into the holidays and Christmas and New Year's eating with our loved ones can be really enjoyable, but sometimes get us into trouble. So today we will hear from Amy Connell of Graced Health. And on Thursday, we will hear from Stephanie DeVries of Beautifully Balanced Fitness. Take it away, Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you? I'm wonderful, Yvette. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really excited for our conversation. Yes, yes. Well, and it's taken a while for us to get together. So, <laughs> so I think three, third time's the charm, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All in God's timing. That's all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'd love to introduce you to the audience. This is Amy Connell, and she is of Graced Health. And I love this website um, and her brand because I love the idea that we can put grace and health together. And I think so many of us, well, and I will be the first person to say that I have put on the quarantine uh, <laughs> while we have been isolated. And sometimes that makes us feel bad about ourselves and, you know, lack of exercise and things like that. So I like the idea that we don't have to feel that way. Um, tell me a little bit about your brand and um, what we can learn from that. Sure, I would love to. The Graced Health is not something I had ever planned. I never wanted to do. <laughs> I had uh, for years. So I am a fitness professional. I've been in the fitness industry 15 years. I'm a personal trainer. I'm now a certified nutritional coach, which is really funny and ironic because <laughs> I do not get the whole nutrition part down very well. But I would have conversations with my friends, whether it just be personal friends or friends in my Bible studies. And this was kind of more of like the early 2010s to you know 2015. And they'd say, Amy, you should do a blog. I'm like, I am not doing a blog. No, you should do one. I'm like, I'd stick my fingers in my ear. And I was like, no, I'm not doing a blog. The world does not need another health and fitness blogger. I mean, really. <laughs> so um, I just kind of was like, no, I'm not doing this. And I was in this different season of my life. And um, 
part of that season was my husband and I built this house and we kind of did it from the ground up and it was very time intensive and just took a lot of time and energy. And we get into this house that we had meticulously designed and spent, I mean, I don't know if you've ever built a house, but it's like, what color do you want the Oh, what do they call it? Like the, the the door hinges to go on. I mean, you're like things that you don't, I didn't, I didn't care. This is not, that's not what I cared about, but we get into this house and I'm just crying all the time. And I, I can't figure out what's going on. And I just felt unsettled and my spirit just did not feel whole. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. At the same time, I started up a new Bible study. I was a Bible study leader for about eight years. And um, we listened to a conversation that Shauna Nequist had. I don't know if you're familiar with Shauna, um, but Shauna Nequist had with her mom, Lynn Hybels. And Lynn was sharing her story about being in a period of her time where she really questioned God. And she said, I just started sinning. And I just sat with God and I just didn't expect anything else from this. So yeah, yeah, it was really, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's a thing. Like I don't have to go in there. You know, I'm a, I'm a pleaser. I'm a rule follower. I want to do everything the way I supposed to do. So I'm like, no, I need to go in there with my, you know, whatever, whatever way of praying. (laughs) And, um, so I thought, you know, something's not right in me. And I, I'm just going to try this. So over the period of about three months, I spent a lot of time outside. You know, I live in Houston. So October, November, December is a gorgeous time. And God really started planting a seed in me. And he was like, I want you to write. And you're going to write and you're going to start with a blog. And it's going to be about women who don't have to have perfect health. They don't have to have perfect bodies. They don't have to eat you know, eat perfectly. And, um, I'm kind of trying to shorten the story cause I know I've already spent too much time on it. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, but it really all centers around giving ourselves the grace that Jesus died for. Even if it's feeling like, well, I'm supposed to work out and I didn't, or I shouldn't have eaten this and, and all of these things that we get wrapped up in. And, you know, there's a whole lot to unpack. I know with that, but it really comes down to God wants us to love him and honor him and um, fulfill whatever it is that he wants us to do more than he wants anything else in the world. And yes, we treat our, you know, treat our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit, but we don't create um, an idol of it in the process. Mm, So interesting. Um, I actually used to be and I mean, to look at me, you wouldn't think of it, but I actually used to be an aerobics instructor for a business called Women at Large. And this business, this exercise business was uh, for women, larger women to to exercise because, yes, you know, you can do it. You can be fat and fit. Now, of course, there are certain, especially, you know, if you look at the metabolic metabolic disease, which includes obesity and high blood pressure and things like that. Yes, there are certain things, but, um, but the women there, their heart rates were like super low. I mean, I mean, in a good way. Uh, and they were, you know, they were pretty healthy. And so, but they were, they were looking at being the best that they could be in their bodies. Um, and also, you know, being mindful, but not letting that drag them down. And so, um, I'm not encouraging everyone to do that, but I understand what you mean by not, 
you know, letting that guilt dictate you and just trying to do the best that you can. Now, this they, that wasn't faith based, but it reminded me of that when you said that. Absolutely. And I love that you say all of that and you remind everybody of that because, you know, the reality is God created us all uniquely. Some of us, he made tall. Some of us, he made short. He gave us different, you know, he gave us different skin colors. He gave us different eyes. He gave us different body shapes. And so when we can finally start to to embrace what he's given you know, made us to be and how we're all made in his image i think that is where we can start with those conf- you know that that confidence of moving forward and i i love that i mean that woman at large i haven't heard of it but it sounds like a great program and i'm a huge believer that you can have health at any size absolutely maybe, maybe somebody needs to bring that back unfortunately it did end oh maybe in the in the, in the late nineties or early two thousands, but maybe, maybe there's a time for that again, especially after COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this, I think too, there's got to be a lot of grace within the COVID space and our health because none of us have ever done this before and we're all trying to figure it out and it just keeps going. And the longer it goes, we're still trying to figure things out of where we are in that space. So I would not beat yourself up too much about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I hear what you're saying, but we can't just do anything we want. I mean, we can't eat chocolates all day long and never have any green vegetables. And, you know, there are certain things we that we, we can't do and that we should do probably. And certainly there are places in the Bible where God asks us to look at the bodies, the gifts he gave us um, respectfully. So um, what... Sh- what should we follow? Cause, cause I think that's where we get hung, hung up. I think we realize, Oh, I know I can't do that. Or, you know, I ate too much of that. Now what do I do? So what can we do? Well, I think the first thing to do is we look to what has God given us on this earth. He gave us fruits. He gave us vegetables. He gave us nuts. He gave us grains. Um, now granted there are certain things that he get put on this earth that, I mean, myself, I know that I can't have like, strangely enough, onions I'm allergic to like nasal allergies. Um, So that doesn't mean that everybody is always going to be able to have everything he's given us. But I think that is a wonderful litmus test of, you know, is this something that God gave me? Do I know? Can I, can I look at it and go, okay, this came from a tree or this came from the ground or this came from you know, an animal. I mean, I think that's a really, really great place to start. You know, the science word for that right now is called whole food nutrition. Eat foods in the way that God gave them in their natural state or, you know, cook them. Obviously, you don't have to eat like potatoes raw. (laughs) But I think that's a great point. Um, And then the other thing too is, you know, I'm, I'm working on this book. And one example I give is, you know, Jesus moved a lot. He walked miles and miles and miles a day. And he did not have the orthotic (laughs) running shoes that I wear, like they're straps and sandals, (laughs) but he was active and he moved. And so, you know, that's the lifestyle that they had back then. Um, You know, the guy, they were fishing, they were moving, the women were, you know, going to the well to get water. And I think starting with just mimicking um, that kind of movement. And honestly, I mean, if you want to take it down into today's, you know, 2020, just walk, just start with walking and that's it. So no, I, I think that we can, um, 
we can move in a lot of different ways. And I'm a huge advocate of finding joy in your movement. Some of the happiest people I know take like Zumba classes and Mm -hmm. UJAM classes. And that's great if you love that. But I think we are modeled movement by uh, people all throughout the Bible. And I just look at Jesus and he, I mean, he moved, he walked and walked and walked. (laughs) That's so true. Uh, I've been watching, um, oh gosh, I've been watching so many things, but I think this one, oh yeah, The the Chosen, that's the one I'm thinking about. And um, you're right. I mean, it just shows Jesus at move, you know, moving everywhere. And um, yeah, and even thinking about the work that, the men and the women did back then. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then if I can add a little bit of science that we now we know is there's something called NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's a fancy way of saying movement that's not exercise. And if, if one, if someone is trying to increase their metabolism, burn more calories and uh, you know, I don't ever like to say like lose weight because that's, I don't know, that's just kind of, I like to stay away from that. But if they're trying to burn a little bit of extra fat, increasing your NEAT, your non-exercise movement is more effective than doing something for an hour, you know, going on an hour long run. So getting up and moving throughout the day. And those, those are easy things to do because that's the other thing. If we want to compare, I don't want to say compare, but if we want to look at Jesus, you know, life in biblical times, versus how we are now, they weren't sitting down at a computer eight hours a day, which that's a lot of our jobs. So it's just getting up and moving and, and finding that, um, that helps us take care of our bodies as well, even if it's not formal exercise. Mm. So you're telling me to clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're, telling, you're telling me to go rake the leaves. <laughs> here's a trick. <laughs> well, that would be great. Yes, yes. <laughs> or here's another trick. Every time you go to the bathroom, drink a glass of water. Because then you're going to be getting up and going to the bathroom and you're going to kind of keep that going. Now, maybe stop that like at, I don't know, seven o'clock or depending on when you go to bed. <laughs> so you're not up a million times at night. But little things like that it really does make a difference. Mm, Okay. So we're talking in early November and, you know, Thanksgiving, for some people, they don't maybe, maybe don't plan until the week before, but I'm already thinking about Thanksgiving and whether or not it's going to be at my house or whatever. And there's lots of healthy things we can do for Thanksgiving, but the traditional things are, you know, the things that we like. And so what should we start thinking about now when we're planning for really any holiday or any special event? Well, we were talking about this at dinner tonight. So I, so we are right there with you. I think if you are in charge of the menu, then ask yourself, okay, what's my protein? So obviously for Thanksgiving, it will probably be either turkey and or ham at my house. Like that's like it is at my house. Ask yourself, okay, what's my vegetable? And then what's my carb? And try and get one of those three things in there. Now, obviously Oftentimes, whenever we have Thanksgiving celebrations, it's not one protein, one vegetable, and one carb. It's probably it's often, you know, your sweet potatoes and your mashed potatoes and your stuffing or dressing or whatever you call it. Like, there's a whole lot of carbs. And then, pie. oh, yeah, those are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. And then the vegetables. But so if you're in charge of planning it, make sure that you've got some vegetables there that you like. And then whether or not you've planned it, or if you're just walking up to, you know, your mom's house or a family member's house, the first thing I would say is grab your plate, you know, get your plate and then try and put vegetables on your plate first. 
Sometimes that's easier to do than others. I recognize like if you've got the whole chafing dishes and everybody's walking around, you know, walking, it, sometimes it could, I mean, like no one wants to be the, the one who's like, well, let me get the, let me get the green beans first. And then I'm going to go back here and get the, <laughs> like, you know, I understand that can be a little bit more complicated. So maybe, or, you know, save some room on your, on your plate for vegetables. But I, that would be the very first thing I would recommend. And then remember, and I wish I could, um, I wish I could give the source for this, but I, I honestly, it might've been Oprah where I heard this, but it was after three bites of something, you kind of lose the impact on your taste buds and that connection to your brain. We don't have, um, we don't have taste buds in our stomach, but how many times do we get the, you know, sweet potato casserole or this dressing or whatever it is, and we just eat it as much as, as fast as possible because we want to eat more and more? Well, that the speed doesn't really do anything for our taste buds. Slow down, enjoy your food, take the bites. I'm a believer in not depriving oneself on Thanksgiving. I am a believer in managing the quantity. Okay, so do you mean eat whatever you like, but just not all of it? Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just think that, and if there's something like if, if you're going, I'm making this up about you, Yvette, but if you're going to your sister's house and, or if she's coming to your house and she brings this amazing cherry pie that she only makes once a, once a year, then have the cherry pie and just have it, but then maybe don't have the leftovers the next day. Or if you have a leftover, have a small slice. I mean, again, these are the things that I'm saying as a nutrition coach, like, like this is, this is not perfect eating, but I want to be realistic about this. Mm. And so if I, if I were to come in and say, well, don't, don't have this, don't have this, don't have this and just eat a bunch of green beans. No one's going to listen to that. So let's figure out how we can enjoy it. And the other part too, is realizing is what we're celebrating Uh, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, we are with other people and enjoying the time together and cherishing that time and the atmosphere rather than having the focus on primarily on the food, Mm. if that makes sense. It does. It does. But, you know, some family situations are not, you know, all light and joy. And in fact, in fact, my church today started a new sermon series called Uncle Bob having conversations with difficult people. (laughs) 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 And so sometimes I think we do focus on the food just so we can get through. (laughs) That's a really great point. That's a really great and fair point. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I also want to know why, when did uncles get such a bad rap? I mean, I know, I know, right? I had the best uncle, <laughs> but it is, it's funny. Cause we always talk about, yeah. Oh, your crazy uncle says this or whatever. Yeah. I think that's that. Um, that's, and that's also a little more complicated than I feel like I'm equipped to deal with from a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of complexities that go along with that with, from relationships and setting boundaries and, and stuff that I can, I can hook you up with a counselor to, <laughs> to have her help you navigate that, that with your listeners. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know that I'm really the most qualified to do that, but you know, I think the the bottom line is enjoy the food, recognize where it came from, be grateful for it. Um, but don't let it drive everything for the day or for the weekend. I mean, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. I know you know, it can be really, really easy to like 
have Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday and then leftovers Friday and there's still pie on Saturday. And then (laughs) so enjoy it. Don't beat yourself up over it. There's a whole lot of brain science that I'm not smart enough to understand, but I know enough to know that when we beat ourselves up and really punish ourselves for the food that we eat, there's a lot that goes along, goes on inside of our body. So I wanted to ask you about different kinds of historical eating. So we talked a little bit earlier about the fact that Jesus moved a lot. And I've seen some cookbooks that try to take a look at the kinds of grains and things that were eaten during biblical times. And and with the question of, should we go back to those times? Should we, would that be a healthier eating pattern for us to eat like Jesus did, for example? Um, what do you say about that? I say that I think it's never a bad idea to go back to um, foods that God's given us. Now, in the in the Garden of Eden, you know, uh, there were, I mean, based on the region, and I'm trying to, I actually just was writing about this, so I, I'm sorry, I can't think of it, you know, but there were figs and barley and honey. And I mean, you can go back and kind of see olives. I mean, th- things that were either in the Garden of Eden or around during biblical times, and I think that, again, eating foods that God gave us is is always a great first place to start. Now, even when I go to the grocery store, my favorite apples is Honeycrisp apple. It's oh, like yeah. sweet and it's crisp and it's just got like the perfect thing of it. That was not an original apple. <laughs> I mean, we had like red apples and I don't know, maybe green apples or something. I mean, like there were just two kinds. <clears throat> and so... You know, I understand that. Like when I say God given food, I mean, like an apple is God given. Now, you know, we've kind of played around with it since then. So I think we can get really overly fixated on this stuff as well. Um, You know, I don't think God ever wants us spending more time. Well, let me back up. He told me at one time, he really, it was kind of a loud whisper. He said, Amy, you are spending more time thinking about the food you're going to eat and the exercise you're going to do than you are thinking about me. Wow. Wow. That, yeah, that just hit home. Yeah. 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 So I, I can tell you in my personal circumstance that I cannot follow plans that are so either restrictive or strict, or have so much work that it takes the focus off God and onto, well, do I have, you know, my, my, my fitness pal has 67 calories left and I'm starving. So what can I eat that has 67 calories? If you're starving at the end of the day and you have six, it's okay. Like you can have more. And so when, when we take when we take what God has given us, he's given us a mind, he's given us a body that communicates so much with us and override that with either the app on our phone or an eating plan. I feel like that might not be where God wants us. Now, if you're in a new program, it's going to be a little bit intensive, but if that continues on past three or four weeks and it's, and you're still just totally in and it's all you can think about of like how to get your macros perfect well I guess it's worth praying if that's where God wants you 
Understood. Understood. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I don't know if that's a great example. Like I know there's a lot of plans out there and what I know about them. Um, like I've heard great things about the Daniel plan from a nutrition and from a fitness perspective. I think it's great. I mean, their whole thing is what food, fitness, faith, and friends. And I think those are four really key elements. So like, yeah, go for that. Try that. If it works great. If it, if not, then, um, you know, there, God's got something else out there for your unique body because we all are different. He made us all different. And so there's no reason to think that we all have to eat the same way or move the same way. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's really great advice. I appreciate that. I think sometimes we just get very confused about just what should I eat? And sometimes we sometimes we almost want those restrictive plans because we just want somebody to tell us eat this because we get so confused. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, what I'm learning is there's a difference between men and women. So I've got this book that I've been writing and working on. And I was telling you before we started, but the the title right now that the working title is I have to work off dessert and other rules to break. So the whole premise is all of these rules we've heard growing up or, you know, in our lifetime and to break that. The feedback I get from a lot of the men when I talk about this on a, you know, different Facebook groups, they're like, <laughs> they're like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I like the rules. <laughs> you know? like, like they really don't get it because they haven't felt the shame that we feel that we have. So, I mean, it's, we're, it's a lot more complicated for women in, in terms of what we eat and our body shapes and images. And it's just, there's a lot of complicated things that go in there. So, um, for some people, they thrive on rules. And if that's the case, go for it. But don't follow a rule simply because it the program says it to. Do it because that it's in line with how God made you and how he has built you to thrive. Mm, okay. And so you talked about your book that you're working on, um, but you have, uh, maybe the excerpt is not is the right word, but you have a resource that you would like to share with our listeners, which I think is great. Can you talk about that? Yes, yes. So the book has 20 or more chapters of different rules that... um, that I, I personally have always tried, I shouldn't say always, that I used to try and obey mm-hmm. and God has really brought me out of that. And so I have this uh, free download called How to Enjoy Shame-Free Health by Breaking Eight Rules. And then I give you a bonus one to keep. So I do give you one rule to keep if you like, if you like making rules <laughs> or like <laughs> abiding by rules. But yeah, you can go over to gracedhealth.com slash bad rules. And um, d- you just put in your email, I'll send it to you. But those are some of the rules that I have been working on um, trying to train people or allowing people to know that they can break those and they can, they can find what works for them. Mm. Well, that is definitely something I want to download, and I think we all should, uh, especially since we're coming up on the holiday season. So um, maybe it can put our mind to, at you know to rest a little bit or or at ease, just because I think we get so full of anxiety about you know what how we're going to fall off our plan or or what or whatever. I think you're right about just enjoying the people that you're with, even if sometimes you know we have an uncle in the midst (laughs) or just a person that, you know, it's difficult to deal with. But for the most part, uh, when we talk about gratitude, we have to be grateful for our families. And just the fact that we can either, if not be together because people are elsewhere, but we have the technology to talk to each other. We have, we have the Zooms and and just the phone and we've, there's so much for us to be grateful for. I mean, 
you know, I've, I've started a gratitude journal this month and um, people can join me on the, on the Positively Joy Facebook page. And every day there's a word and then a scripture to go with it. And it's just, Every day, there's just so much to be grateful for. And I think sometimes we only think about that in the month of November, but we've got to remember all year round and be grateful for the food that he's given us. Absolutely. Absolutely. The food and the experiences. And um, even if they're not great, you know, they are, they help create who we are, (laughs) who we are. So yeah, I think gratitude is good. And the other thing too, that we're learning from a, from a neuro, um, neurological standpoint is we can retrain our brain to be positive. So doing these little gratitude things really does strengthen the neurons that will help us have a more positive outlook. And then that in turn can have really great um, effects on your health. Sorry, not to get, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm getting really geeky on this. I didn't mean to. (laughs) No, no, we need to know. (laughs) I am kind of a geek at heart. So this (laughs) this is kind of on brand. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, this is is really good. Appreciate it. Um, And so I'd like to ask you a question that I like to ask most guests. And I don't know what direction this will take, but is there a scripture or a Bible quotation that you tend to stand on? Well, that's so funny that this is where the conversation ended. And then this is the question you ask me. I asked on my podcast, on the Grace Health podcast, I used to say, do you have a favorite scripture? And one of my friends was on and she said, well, asking me what my favorite scripture is like, what's your favorite movie? Like, is it a comedy or a drama? And she was like, it really depends because it's so rich. So the one that I really have been focusing on right now is Philippians 4.8, which says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So there we go with the gratitude. Yes. God is good. I love it. He is so good. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that we can really, I mean, when I I did a, um, I also have a 14 day devotional um, at gracedhealth.com slash devotional. That's free. And I'll send one to you every day. But that, um, that verse is the focus of one of my days because we can, there's so many areas in our life, just like you said, that we can show gratitude and be thankful and be thinking about things that are praiseworthy and lovely and commendable and, you know, all of these great things, including our bodies. And, um, you know, I wrote this devotional out of a place of, you know, trying to give my body image back to God and realize who I am and it's not what I am. And, uh, so this, this has a little bit more of a focus on kind of health and body image, but, um, those are words that, you know, I've, I've repeated to myself too. Wow. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we got to talk. And I just think that this subject is something that hangs up so many people and, Bringing a subject like this back to God is just probably the smartest thing anybody could do. And so I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I would actually, if you don't mind, if I can say the thing that I say at the beginning of my show, which is um, I'm, a, you know, I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. So that's kind of what our conversation is. It's, it's not all about what it is and, you know, doing everything perfectly. It's being able to live out the calling that God has us, has for us. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank great. you. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, eat anything you want to, but just in moderation. And have, <laughs> have a wonderful time. I'm going to I'm going to praise that over everybody. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.